0: I down the
1: southern rock podcast a southern storm a bold liberating rock shot through with blues soul and gospel and now your hosts for the show
2: brian jones and jason johannes
3: welcome to another episode of the all things blues and southern rock podcast with me as always jason what's up man
1: hey i am doing fantastic how are you
3: i'm good uh obviously the first thing we got to talk about is uh sending a good vibes of recovery out to to, to brit turner for blackberry smoke who uh had a heart attack but uh he was at home at atlanta and was able to get to the hospital and they put a stint in
4: and uh
3: from everything heard, like he's, on he's on the road on, to recovery on the yeah. road to recovery so that's that's great news there um so that's like the most important thing um i want to ask you about your experience at the rock and roll hall of fame okay let's let's sure. hear uh the highlights of I mean besides the show with with Jane Lee Hooker and the Blue Bonnets I want to hear about the inside of the Rock and Roll Hall well family. I'm going to
1: ask you about the Blackberry Smoke Shop show sure. you just saw in Fargo but I'll start so I think the last week or so Brian since our last recording you and I have had a lot of musical experiences mm-hmm. good musical experiences so for me starting with your question last week on Thursday night I was um, able to see our, our friend Tyler with Goodbye June playing Columbus, Ohio. In fact, you guys are going to hear a little bit of a, an interview I did with him right before he played. So that was a great show. They were a lot heavier than I anticipated, Brian. And when they opened for Whiskey Meyer, they played more, more of their catalog in vain with that. They certainly played their heavier music. Definitely a lot more of the stuff from the new album. It was like a rock show, like hardcore rock so that was that was good to see there was a lot of fists pumping and and head pumping and you know and heads um bumping in time to the music so it it was good now rock and roll hall of fame so on that was on thursday on friday my wife and i went up to cleveland we went to the rock and roll hall of fame we've lived in ohio our whole lives never been to the rock and roll hall of fame for shame i try to stay out of cleveland being a cincinnati native rivalry but it's shameful Mm -hmm. rock um it was awesome. It was really, really cool. So it is shaped like a pyramid if you guys have seen the pictures. Um, the, and as you kind of go up each level, the floor space gets smaller and a little bit more focused. So the, the the lowest level is the main level, has the most amount of exhibits and things on it. There was a huge exhibit on the Beatles, um, tons of Beatles stuff, and, and a couple of theater rooms where you could watch that documentary that Peter Jackson uh, released last year around Christmas time on the Disney Channel. So there was a lot around that. That was cool. Um, there's a lot of history of rock, you know, Elvis displays, all the blues artists that sort of led into that. Uh, they had some sectional stuff on, on, on scenes. So they had like a, um, Memphis display with, you know, Sun Records and all the stuff that came through. They had like Detroit, uh, San Francisco and, you know, and New York city, LA. And it was really, really cool stuff from Hendrix and Petty and, um, you know, Aretha Franklin and you name it. They had guitars and clothing and handwritten songs and conch. Like, it was really, really cool. And then as you you go up, um, one of the levels had a a level was just dedicated to music. So they actually had instruments, bass, guitar, keyboards, drums, where you could either learn to play the instrument with a, a video. Or if you're, you know, a better player, there were songs and videos that you could play along with. At the same time, so it was a, a nice hands-on, immersive experience, and it just, you know, a lot of really cool stuff. We saw all the years of all the um, the inductees. We got the vote on some inductees for for next year,
3: so it was pretty cool. Um, specific questions for me, I guess. Um, I was as you were talking, I I would love to see like the you know the you know the the blue section of that the studios that you were talking about.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it starts at like rock and roll, like how did rock and roll, how, is, how did we get to where we are now with rock and roll? So it does start with those original blues artists and, you know, uh, Robert Johnson and all that. And sh- it just, there's displays and you can listen to the music and then you can kind of move on up the chain to the era and then the, um, the, the geographic area that was known, known for that era of music. R- really just fantastic
3: so if you were to go back there and you were to like you have 10 minutes like what display are you going to the that is a good question
1: if i had 10 minutes where would i run to the monitoring inductee stuff was kind of nice because they had like a big go-go's display and Mm -hmm. prince you know and tom petty just because i mean listen you and i relate to that right that's stuff that Mm -hmm. when we were kids up to where now and just to see Uh, some of that stuff I think that's where I'd go back and just poke around you know Eddie Van Halen and Van Halen stuff and just it was it was cool because that's where I grew up and that's kind of those were my heroes
3: right on right on Um, I think that's my only question well
1: then well why why did we go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame well because we were in town to see a concert at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right in front of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame you got this big open entrance area and they build a stage, and our buddies from Jane Lee Hooker were playing. You know, we've had on Tracy three times, Tina twice, Dana once. Um, They were playing with a band called the Blue Bonnets out of Austin, Texas. Lo and behold, Kathy Valentine from the Go-Go's, that's a side project that she had. So we got to watch Jane Lee Hooker. We got to watch the Blue Bonnets play. um, Got a chance to talk to everybody in Jane Lee Hooker just as nice as you could possibly imagine them to be as they've been on the podcast. Um, Brian, phenomenal live. Like, you know, we've seen those live videos of them. And Dana on vocals is a powerhouse. Like you can get that on the video, but when you hear her sing live, like it really, really knocks it home how just how how strong of a vocalist and performer she is. Um, The breeze, so Tracy and Tina, play great together on the songs feeding off each other doing solos I just that is a really really great live band and I knew they were good but seeing them live was just like an epiphany
3: yeah I'm glad you got to see them um and when I'm looking at your videos and your pictures that, that looks like a very unique looking stage like I it looks like it's like somehow in the middle of a pyramid or something it it looks like the yeah. stage is really high or something it, i don't
1: know it, it is it's a high stage but you get part of the pyramid of the rock and roll hall of fame in the background and mm-hmm. then for whatever reason that night cleveland was having a fireworks displayed and was literally going on behind the stage the point of after a song the blue bonnet stopped and talked about it. and it was kind of really cool to just to see mm-hmm. that display while rock music was playing but yeah it's a big stage tall stage and You know, right again, right there at the entrance to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I would be remiss if I didn't also say I got a chance to meet one of uh, one of rock journalists that you and I like a lot. um, Matt Wardlaw, who writes for Ultimate Classic Rock magazine and also does radio shows. And again, just the nice of the guys you could possibly imagine. I got to meet his wife. He got to meet my wife. We got to chat for quite a bit. And he's he's certainly a dude, Brian, that we'll want to have on on the show to talk about his career and
3: uh, kind of where he sees rock music is right now. Yeah, he's definitely gonna be a be a guest on the show. We know that for sure. Well, uh, let's hear about the Blue Bonnets. What do you think of them? They
1: they were good. So it was so it's an interesting mix of like pop, punk, and blues music. Like they had some legit like Texas blues songs, but then stuff like more punk or more pop too. And they even played a cover of Vacation. Um, by the Go-Go's which Kathy sang and that was that was good but I liked them it was a fun show Kathy could play the guitar there's a lead you know quote-unquote lead guitar player in that band but Kathy played a lot of leads and she was really good and at one point she made Tracy from from Jane Lee Hooker get up on stage and jam so Kathy gave Tracy her guitar and Tracy played a a bit of a solo and was out of that was really cool to see
3: right on right on you know and I, I i just thought of another question pertaining to the, the display inside the hall uh, was there specifically like a section for southern rock was there a section for the Almond brothers leonard skinner at all nope there was no? not okay. anything
1: to, no it was just it would be caught in the era and the place okay. a little bit of stuff and there really wasn't like there wasn't a bunch of Skinner stuff or almonds there was there we saw we saw some 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 of Dwayne's stuff. We saw one of Dwayne's gold tops, and one of Greg's um, B three Hammonds was there, and, it, and like some handwritten stuff. Mm-hmm. Not a ton of stuff on the uh, on the on the blues or southern. i not blues, the southern rock track. But you mm-hmm. will know that my wife and I voted for for the Black Crows to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. There you go.
3: Gorman says it'll never happen, but who knows?
1: Who who knows? There's there's definitely way worse bands, unless unless. <laughs> influential bands in the hall of fame, you know. Um so enough about me, Brian. You got to see a great show, like one of our favorite bands.
3: Yeah, I got to see Blackberry Smoke uh last Thursday night um at the Fargo Brewing Company. I was kind of concerned and wondered what the turnout would be and it turnout turned out to be very good. And you know it's hard to say like what's your favorite Blackberry Smoke show because they're all the shows are all so good, you know, but there's something just playing in my hometown it was a little more special and surreal and and they just they just absolutely killed it as they always do Uh, one of the coolest things was uh the Fargo Brewing Company is right next to Railroad Track you know so there was a local band opening and the train was going by for that and then you know partway earlier in the show Charlie was like I really hope when we're playing and you're all grooving that the train comes by and then a couple times (laughs) later he's like Maybe if we think real hard, you know, the train will come by. And then right before uh, they play Runaway from It All, they were just about to go into it. And Charlie stops. He goes, You hear that? And they start busting into some like Johnny Cash or like an old like yeah, train. Yeah, a little folk train. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But uh,
1: always the showman. He's He is a true entertainer. He is. So and, what did it uh, look like at, at this brewery and company? What was the setup like for well, like, this you was, know, Blackberry Smoke is a pretty good sized band. Like yeah. you know, they draw a good crowd.
3: This is an out, was an outdoor show, obviously. Um, yeah. So it was in the parking lot and just the stage at one end. And it, it it looked just as normal as anything. I mean, my wife and I were talking, there was probably more people there than there were at Vegas. I mean, there yeah. certainly were more people than when they played at the Sylvia and Madison um so yeah a couple, I, couple I, thousand twenty five
1: hundred three thousand what do you think
3: maybe tops okay maybe okay. could be
1: it looked like they hit you too in fargo on their way out to the out west because they went to sturgis
3: yeah they were all played for shows yeah 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 yeah
1: and that's in south dakota correct
3: correct yeah by yeah. rabbit city yeah and the thunderbolts played there too so they did yeah they cross paths the all show way. Thunderbolt played some shows and then they opened some shows for Jackal there. Have so
1: guys, I'm so how how was the set though that Blackberry Smoke played? Uh, you showed the set list. It looked like it was pretty good. Anything stick out?
3: Uh, um, who invented the wheel? I don't know if I'd seen that live yet. And then too high from holding all the roses. Mm-hmm. Those were kind of like the more you know obscure, deeper tracks. Um, uh, I love. They played like an arrow right for the uh, encore, which I've seen that like twice before, and I I love that song, man. That's heavy, great vocal harmonies in that, smoke. yeah, yeah, great tune. Great yeah. vocal,
1: me- me- yeah, me- melody line and everything. We were trying that. to. I one. was
3: messaging you right before, and it's like, well, what do you think they're going to open with? And I thought, uh, um, I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you had you had <laughs> Georgia, and I had uh, live it down they did play live it down third i believe but they opened up with uh, all over the road
1: and it looked like too they they closed out their regular set before the encore with old scarecrow and that seems to be a kind of one
3: of their go to didn't was it old scarecrow well no the, uh, i um like an arrow
1: oh like an arrow okay they they played old scarecrow though right oh no, they didn't this time oh really no Man, I know they've been playing that a lot, and that's been yeah, the they song, do. song that's closed out their regular set. So you got a whole new different mix-up yeah. on the set then.
3: Well, yeah, they played Old Scarecrow both at Shock P and in Vegas one of the nights. I can't remember which one.
1: Okay, that's a good one. That's, 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 a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good one to get towards the end of the night on. But Like an Arrow is great. I, I'm glad they played that for you. That's, a, that's definitely a killer one.
3: Well, uh, um, that is a good segue into our where our main guest is, but I think before that, we're gonna get into your. Uh, we're gonna lead with your uh, chat with uh, Tyler from Goodbye June.
1: Yep, as I said a little bit ago, that I the the uh, Goodbye June was in town last Thursday. We went and watched some play. Uh, Tyler was good enough to give some time to me to record a little bit um, catch up um, right before they went on. In fact, their bass player. Was one of the openers for him. He does a, a solo, like singer-songwriter thing. He was really great, by the way, but he was out performing um, right next to us where we were doing this interview. So you're going to hear some background noise, and just it's not going to sound perfect like it is here, but you'll hear Tyler and, I, Tyler and I speak a little bit about what's going on with Goodbye June, uh, their shows in Europe, the upcoming Firewater Festival, and just it was a nice check-in. And I appreciate Tyler for giving us a little bit of time. And then after we're done with Tyler, our main guest, Brian, and I tell you what, why don't you introduce that guest this time?
3: Well, our main guests are um, two wonderful sisters who play rock and roll, blues, uh, Southern rock, blues, rock and roll. <laughs> and we are talking about Larkin Paul, of course, uh, with uh, Megan and Rebecca Lovell. And uh, we just, uh, it was a joy to talk to them. and specifically well specifically anything they talked about you know but uh just uh with rebecca being married to tyler bryant who you know uh has been a guest before and uh just uh just two wonderful charming girls to talk to and and uh i don't know what else can you say
1: crazy talented man i i so what i really about like about larkin poe which sets them apart from a lot of people is one you've got Uh, Rebecca playing just a regular electric guitar and her sister Megan doing the slide guitar. She's really, she's playing a lap steel, but it's like, it's around her neck. So you have that kind of, those two different types of guitar sounds that are different, but they play together really well. Like, you know, Allman Brothers, anybody else where you sort of have that attack. And then their vocal harmonies together are so amazingly, like, beautiful. It's just they, they work extremely well together. I think almost that family can do. So when I heard him play live last fall, it was just, just, it is a, they're just really, really good live, just super talented, super cool. And I was great to talk to him and hear a little bit about this new record that's coming out in November. I mean, I can't wait to
3: pick it up. You know, the one thing that, that, that stuck out to me, or one of the things that stuck out to me that I mentioned is that, you know, it, it seems like, uh, you know, Rebecca and and, uh, Megan's probably having some influence on Tyler because Tyler's new single, or I should say Tyler Bright and the Shakedown, their new single on Watered Down, uh, seems like to have that influence.
1: Yeah, it seems to be a little bit more not as rambunctious, rocky, heavy, rocky, and a little bit more bluesy, um, you know, on that side, or bluesy, bluegrassy, I don't know, whatever term you want to use for it, sure, a little bit more lo-fi, and it sounds like some of the stuff that larkin poe is doing is a little bit more rocky and bombastic
3: for sure for sure you know i think this must be like one of our most lengthiest like intros we had a lot to talk about um we did. specifically it's glad to hear that uh that Turner is on the men so yeah uh, you guys kick back and relax and first of all enjoy jason's conversation uh with tyler from goodbye june and then enjoy our conversation with megan and rebecca from larkin poe <laughs>
0: morning and the first thing I said was I don't ever want to drink again I'm not saying I'm some sort of saint but my head ain't so bad that I can't think straight I'm coming call for my favorite brain she said come on over baby my party just began well maybe I'll just have one do I sound so nice. Times Put the fuck that Baby, I'm Swing the Chandelier.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Jason Johans from the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. I am here with Tyler Baker, guitarist extraordinaire from Goodbye June. How you doing, Tyler?
5: What's up, Jason? Happy to be here, dude.
1: It is nice to have you back on here, and we're actually backstage right before your show.
5: You are. You are in the illustrious Goodbye June Green Room. Uh, some of your listeners might be hearing the sweet sounds of our opener, Jacob Thomas Jr., in the background. So uh, just enjoy that as uh, me and Jason chit-chat a little bit. And,
1: and Jacob also plays bass for you. Yes, he does. So he, he is multi-talented.
5: He's very much multi-talented. He's, a, he's a, been a good friend of ours, and he's a great artist on his own. Uh, very um, singer-songwriter-oriented. like.
1: What's he doing with you guys then? I don't know, man. He's, He's too just, sweet for Goodbye he, June. I,
5: no, I, he just uh, he jumped in the van one day, and we haven't been able to kick him out uh, yet. So we're working on it. We'll try to get him out before long.
1: He's there for his photogenic quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good to have you back. You know, we love you guys. You are a great band. Bring a lot of energy and enthusiasm out here. Now, this is two Columbus music venues. In like two months, I know. Which, what keeps bringing you back to Columbus? Well, I mean, the fans. Obviously I mean, the obviously the
5: fans. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a sad fact, but uh, I mean, if they, if they pay me, I'll show up and play. That's, so, <laughs> so Columbus keeps paying me, so why I'm coming I show up back. To work every day <laughs> yeah, too because right. they pay me, right? Exactly.
1: But I think this is a good. Ohio is a good spot for this type of music, and you guys are definitely in that yeah. rock vein. And the Midwest loves rock.
5: Yeah, no, it's great, man. Like I, I walked in, and um, this particular venue doesn't really have a, a good, clean access to the green room, so I kind of had to walk through the crowd. And uh, there's a lot of people here, there like, a lot of people uh, here. and it was a, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, or it looks like a lot of fun. I can't wait and to they keep play to everybody. In too. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be a million people in here before. There's going be to be at least. Three thousand people in this two hundred so capacity I've seen club.
1: Marcus King played here before. Yeah, badass. Yeah, so you got a lot to live up to. Yeah,
5: well, that's I'm I'm uh you could do it. I'm accepting the challenge.
1: Uh, you guys are on tour right now, a nice yeah. kind of of summer tour. You're you're doing some dates with ZZ Top. Kind of give us a little bit yeah. about what's going on with you guys.
5: Uh, just doing some dates with ZZ, um, and then doing some club dates. We're playing St. Louis. We're playing. Um, Quite a, I mean, You're just, doing
1: uh, Little Rock or Arkansas with yeah. our friends, Them Dirty Roses. Yes,
5: doing some shows with Them Dirty Roses. Really excited. Have you to played with them before? Never have.
1: Good band. You got yeah. to mesh really well with them. And Andrew, yeah. the guitar player, is a cool dude.
5: Yeah, I can't wait to meet him and get to share a stage with him. So. Uh, but, yeah, no, man, everything's uh, – we're just doing basically um, – I want to call – I mean, we call it in the music world kind of weekend warrior stuff, but it really it's like – we're, we're doing like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday shows. Go home to Nashville for a couple of days and then do it all over again. We've been doing that a lot this fall. So it's been great. And uh, the, uh, yeah, it's been awesome.
1: What's well, good, man? It's good to see you out here playing. Um, them Dirty Roses. So when you're playing with those guys, you guys ever jam with anybody?
5: Yeah, we played with. Um, you should talk with Andrew. We jam with. Um, we played with Greta Van Fleet and we played with What'd Whiskey you play with Myers. Van Fleet? Uh, I think we did a we did a cover of Roadhouse Blues.
1: Oh shit, Doors.
5: Yeah, at which Josh is like everyone knows him for his really high voice, but he actually has a really incredible low voice, yeah. deep. He has got a really good Jim uh, a Morrison impression. Nice. Like so, he was he played that and then Landon sang the highs, uh, harmonizing and sang high with him, and then uh, like yeah, me and Jake traded off leads, and it was a ton of fun. Yeah, and it so you're getting
1: to headline your own tour right now too.
5: Yeah yeah it's a lot of cool it's really cool um but yeah we're doing um that uh, and then we jam with whiskey myers we we did some tom petty covers with them and let's do it. it's just fun like yeah i love that kind of stuff so them dirty roses if you're listening let's do it let's pick out a <laughs>
1: i will pass it on we just had andrew on not too long ago he's been on a couple of times yeah yeah, so yeah. kind of i think we've adopted him yeah he needs some good, good direction in life. yeah he needs some help from. yeah so, so you like guys just came back from europe tell <laughs> us a little about the europe tour
5: Europe was dope. We did um, so we did a festival in Spain, which was absolutely insane. It was like there was like three thousand people hopping. It's it's really cool if you want to check it out. It's um, our fan club, the Goodbye June community, did a great compilation post of all the fan videos of that set. And there's like there's like twenty videos of the whole crowd just going. In. I've never, for me personally, it's never been like that with that many people. So it was like. The whole crowd started hopping during "Step Aside," and I was like, "Oh, this is what it feels like to be Tom Morello," <laughs> you know. So, uh, uh, so that was super cool. And then we played a really cool festival in Netherlands, and then we did a headlining Germany show, which, I mean, dude, all the clubs were packed, and we were, um, we're going to, we're trying to plan a return, uh, probably winter or spring. Yeah. So,
1: we have a lot of lot of bands on, and they seem to think like the European audience has really embraced.
5: Yeah. Well, especially if it has any sort of southern tinge to it, because there's a... Southern and blues. It seems like yeah. those
1: kind of genres really resonate.
5: Right. And soul, like, you know, like, uh, there's something... Mis- I don't want to say... It. It, it feels like there's a little bit more of a mystical mysticism um, about that genre over in continental Europe. It seems like it's a little foreign to them, and it's exciting, and it's cool. To, for It's fun for them to see, so... Yeah, when we go over there and kind of our blend of rock and blues is like, it uh, seems to resonate. So we have so much fun we're over there. So. Well, it's
1: really resonating over here. You know, we're a big fan of the band. Like, I love all three albums right now. You know, your album came out early this year, right? Like, February? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still on my list of, of, like, top albums of the year right now. Everything oh. that's come out, like, it's still fucking, like, resonate with us. Oh,
5: dude, thank you, man. Well, it's, it's still... It just seems like people will still continually discover it. And uh, having, like, we always, we're getting messages every day on our Twitter. And, like, people are just, you know, it's it's been a long road for us. And it's for um, not to sound, you know, I know it's uncool for me to say it hasn't always been like this. Like, it's we've played the clubs of five people. Yeah. And it's been really tough. Yeah. And the money hadn't been good. Yeah. And we've scraped by and done things. But what's funny is, like, after this record, it seemed like there's been a very positive momentum and it keeps stacking on, you know. We, get, we keep getting better opportunities. We keep getting like, like tonight. I didn't know how many people are going to show up, but you know, I think by I brought the time, mostly, you yeah, know, you probably you it. probably brought them all. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, it feels like by the time we take the stage, it's going to be pretty it's packed. Gonna be it's going to be it's going to be great, yeah. you know. And and that's all you can ask for. As so a, you're
1: seeing kind of a, a buildup of your audience too. as like your yeah. sort of record gets traction. Yeah. A lot of podcasts, a lot of media. I see you guys really promoted, and kind of like what yeah. I said. It's like, hey, you guys are still on the radar for album of the year in the rock range. Yeah,
5: I think so. And um, I mean, this is going to sound a little douchey of me, but I mean, it's a great record. Great and I record. really, I really believe in it. And um, so it's exciting to see it keep getting more traction and more, more and more people show up. And like, I, I have people stop me and say, "Hey, man, I've been wanting to see you for two years." I just haven't been able to until right, now. Stupid COVID. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it, it's just cool to see, you know, you walk into a club in a city, you know, where we've only opened. Yeah. And as an artist, you don't really know. I mean, you get ticket counts and stuff. Like, we knew there was going to be people here, but I don't pay a ton of attention to that. But, like, last week it was like, um, you know, we got a, a, a number, and it's, it's already a lot more than it was. So yeah. what that tells me is, like, people are – Buying tickets are well, we coming out to StubHub shows before
1: we came here and they're like seventy bucks right now on StubHub. Oh my God! If you didn't go to the window, well, I, I don't see that
5: money. So I don't. <laughs> listen, I don't know please. who sees that money, but I'm telling you, I do not.
1: Well, people are reselling it, but still, that means that there's a demand for you yeah. guys, right? There's yeah. an interest to be able to generate way more than the market value of the ticket. Yeah, it's good to see. You. So, question for you, okay? What guitars are we playing tonight? Uh, we are gonna play primarily my Red
5: Firebird. Yes that you can see on the cover of our third record. And you played
1: on that, the Whiskey Meyer show here.
5: Uh, I did, yes. Um, I I have a 335 and a Gibson Les Paul as my backups, but I will play that Firebird unless the string breaks.
1: Have I not seen you been playing, like in Europe, an SG? Yeah,
5: well, that's, uh, shame on me, that's a little bit of a logistical thing just because it's like so much easier to travel with an SG. Very light. It's super light, yeah. and if you throw it in a backpack, it's, like, totally fine. It's, t- it's super light. Like, as far as, like, a light guitar that packs maximum rock punch, the SG is by yeah. far the best. Oh, yeah. I mean, I recommend that guitar for, I like— got one. Cherry? It's nice. Yeah, any, yeah anybody. Yeah. Like, get the 61 uh, reissue. But, um, yeah, so I played that in Europe just kind of for—is that my favorite guitar? No. But, That's a
1: little disappointing, that, like, the, the image with the fiber for you is cool. I think it's round. Right. Oh, well, thanks, it well, and it you know.
5: sounds
2: good. Hey, go, JT! <laughs> <laughs>
5: Woo! Flat. Yeah. Um, no, man, I like the I like the Firebird. I like the tone of it. I like the roundness of like mm. it's somewhere between a Fender and a, a Les Paul to me. Does they have those '70s humbuckers, like mm-hmm. those yeah, mini ones. Yeah. So you'll hear it sometimes. Like if just depending on like the attack of my right hand is like you'll hear a little bit more of a rounder tone. Which uh, for you non-guitar folks out there, that's typically associated with a Fender. Like a Strat or like a, a Tele, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So this guitar kind of plays in both worlds a little bit, which is a lot of fun for me. And I, I play a Marshall uh, JTM uh, non-master uh, amp, so it's definitely got a
1: classic vibe. Yeah, I guess a nice rock bite to it. Yeah. Very good. So end of the tour, we're playing the Firewire Festival out there in Missouri with a lot of big names on there. Who are you guys playing with?
5: Uh, we're playing with uh, Whiskey Myers, Blackberry Smoke. Uh, Cream of the Crop, Southern Rock right yeah, there. I mean, it, it really is a great uh, lineup, and there's some great. Then Dirty um, Roses coming back? So your uh, new friends and Dirty Roses are going to be well, there? Well, the, we're going out with, that's why we're playing the shows with them. Okay. Is because we're, we're, we are we're booked a couple club dates out to uh, Firewater, and they're I think they're out in Nashville, too. So we're like, hey, let's go play some shows they're together. They're out
1: of all parts south. I think they're originally in okay. Nashville, but like okay. Georgia, uh, maybe Mississippi, or yeah. Alabama. Alabama. I feel
5: like there's maybe one of them that yeah. lives in Nashville. Because Andrew I, was I, in Nashville for I a long was,
1: time because he was working in a recording studio.
5: Okay. Well, I was texting with him,
1: and I was he's like... A, he's a legit good dude. Yeah.
5: He seems like it. I've texted with him a couple times. Um, but, yeah, we're going to do some shows to get out to Firewater, and we'll probably do a couple shows back, and then, um, I don't know. I don't think we're in a hurry to leave, so we might stay there for a day or two yeah. and, and uh, just have some fun, and I know... If Whiskey Myers, knowing them, they'll do a big encore and bring yeah, up a bunch there. of bands and that's stuff. What it, so, that's what we want to see. Yeah, it's that's the fun stuff. And see everybody smiling and everybody lets their guard down a little bit. And you get to see bands interact, you know, together. And it's have a lot you, of fun. Have you
1: played with Blackberry Smoke before?
5: Um, we so, randomly opened for them in the Netherlands. Okay. Um, a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple, yeah. couple years ago. I think it's 2019. And uh, I love Paul Jackson, dude. Oh, he, uh oh, such a great dude. Very like he, nice. he's a, he's a stellar dude. He's like, the, just an incredible guitar player, and, and even a cooler human. Um, I really like him. I, I text with him and call him every now and then just to check in. And, and you
1: got Charlie, kind of fucking cool dude too.
5: Yeah, I never really spent a lot of time with Charlie. the The only thing I've ever got the only time I ever got to spend with Charlie was we were opening for ZZ Top in Nashville. And it was the first major show we've ever really done, like, on a big stage like that. And um, I was out back, and I was nervous. Like, I was, like, my gut was, was, like, my stomach was, like, in wrenches. And, like, Charlie was out back. I think he was maybe smoking. And I said, uh, I was just hanging out by the trash can. And I said, I said hey, you're Charlie, right? And I had never met him, really. And uh, he said, yeah, man. I was, I was, like, blackberry smoke. And he's, like, yeah. And I was like, "Dude, I'm in the opening band." And I was like, "This is like, well, got any advice, man? Because I'm about to throw up right now." <laughs> and he, he said, "He said, he said, dude, just enjoy it, man." He's like, "He's like, you guys
1: gonna have a long career." And he's just very nice, yeah. like he's yeah. just super,
5: incredibly kind, man.
1: Um, I hope to get to spend more time with. You him. You should. You guys would do great touring with him. You've got the right sound and everything I mean, yeah. Get on. With, I mean, you have already toured with whiskey Myers. Yeah. You know, it's again cream the crop for the Southern rock crowd. I think. Yeah, right yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, I think for us, I mean, we love, we play well in the southern rock crowd. We also play in just a straight up rock and roll crowd. You guys are
1: more arena rock now. I was talking to my friends who are new fans of you guys who so I brought yeah. here, and like, you know, you guys are more like straight up rock, like arena rock.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think so. We'll see how it develops, man. I mean, we're writing a lot of new music, and uh, it it feels like it it's pl- it has one foot And, I mean, when when people say you classify use a southern rock band, like. What you're from the south, and you're a rock What? Band. Yeah, and we, have a little, a we have a little twang, and yeah. there's soul. There's soul in our, in our you know what I'm saying. So yeah. we grew up all playing gospel. So it's like, um, yeah, J2. Yeah, but we call the Black Crow Southern Rock, and they're oh, rock as right. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, you wouldn't think of them like Skinner, exactly. And yeah, exactly. Like we we don't really we don't have a Skinner vibe at all. Right. I don't. I don't no, think. no. But um, but we play well with that in that world. And we also, what's funny is we play when when we get taken out of that world, and we do more. Regular rock or rock and roll, yeah. we, we play well too. Yep. You know, we play a lot of active rock festivals with like big old, with freaking Disturbed and Mudvayne, and we get thrown on the same stages as those guys. And, and nobody it's like, throws shit at us. Yeah, exactly. And no one's like, you know, like we can, we play well in, in, in both worlds, and that's that's kind of what I like about our band it helps and with our your sound.
1: Longevity and success too is the fact you can.
5: Yeah. It's just you know you, we're, we're not rocket science. You listen to us if you like the way our singer sounds. You're gonna hear some cool guitar and stuff. There's good and, guitar playing. Yeah, and you're gonna hear that and you're gonna hear good sounding and drums and it's not rocket science, you no. know. It's just so at least it's not to us. But uh but anyway, yeah, man. Um, I can't wait. Um, new songs, new album in the future or what? Shoot, dude. We I mean, I think best case scenario we we might get in the studio this winter. Okay. Um But we're just writing and showing each other. We're kind of in that awkward phase of a new record where we kind of sheepishly, sheepishly um, show each other songs in secret it's like hey man what do you think about this man you know and you're like waiting for your cousin to tell you if it sucks or not because their
1: family they'll tell you yeah right
5: exactly and it's like so it's kind of you know that we're kind of still in that awkward phase of like nailing down what we want to do and uh i think as the fall progresses we're gonna uh kevin our 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 drummer he's uh, right behind you by the way happy birthday kevin hey kev um, he's going to have his first child in December. Oh, congratulations! So, yeah, and so, condolences. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine. So we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus in the month of December and probably the end of That's November. Great
1: month to really tour, though. Is right. It? Holidays. We, and we rarely do. Or, we yeah. rarely
5: do anyway. We might play. Might be there. We might play three or four shows maybe, and um, but we're gonna. I think we're gonna take that time to really dive in on the record okay. and uh, just see where we're at. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm glad you're here
1: i think, Oh, uh, glad to be back because you guys killed it, Whiskey Myers. Me and my son. My son would be here, other than he's in Florida, but he said to tell you hello. Okay. One uh, of the coolest moments of his life was when you came out, and talked to us, took us backstage, showed him all the stuff, and spent some time. Oh,
5: dude, man, yeah. Yeah. Well, much appreciated. I'm glad it. I'm glad it meant something to him. So, um, awesome. Well, um, I got one last question for
3: okay, you. Okay, what's your last I, question? I can't read the set list from over here. Are we
1: playing Daisy tonight? Uh oh.
3: Uh, no? Yes, we are. Okay, because
1: yeah. my friend, who's a new, legit Goodbye Dude fan, that's his favorite song. So he's going to be sad. Okay. I'm not going to tell him. Yeah. I'll let him be surprised. Yeah.
5: Just tell him no. Say they hate that song. And then, they said fuck and you. And then Brian. you can surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, specifically. We'll before su- you play it, make sure yeah. you say fuck you. I'll whisper Brian. in the mic really softly. And so. um, But no, man. No, we play Daisy. We'll play some from Magic Valley. We'll play a couple from a community in and it'll be it'll be see where the night goes heavy tonight yeah okay so
1: yeah man well tyler i know you're busy thanks for spending some time with us before we get on stage it's always good to talk to you good luck tonight we're excited to hear you play
5: all right man thanks for coming and uh all you listeners out there thanks for supporting uh podcasts that have a rock and roll blues emphasis on it we appreciate y'all and uh hopefully we'll see you at a show all right
1: that's tyler baker from goodbye june thanks all
0: The church stage, they passed the hat, that was all he was paid, he was a dying breed long before his day, oh.
3: Thank you to the guys from Goodbye June uh, for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, Now you guys want to get ready, and uh, we're going to get to our uh, main event here, and that is our conversation with Megan and Rebecca from Larkin (laughs) Poe. We're here at the guest segment of the podcast. You guys know I always throw it over to Jason to tell y'all who our guests are today.
1: And Brian, as always, I'm excited. I'm especially excited to have these guests on. Uh, I've seen them in concert. Love the Christmas special. It's become a, a thing in my house, recurring every year but we do have Rebecca and Megan from Larkin Powan. How are
3: you two doing?
6: So good. good, really good. Thanks for having us.
3: Yes, you're welcome. Thanks for coming Thanks for on here. So how are y'all doing in Nashville?
6: We're doing
7: great, yeah. We actually, we are at home on a very brief stay. We've been out for probably an accumulative four months of touring so far this year. And it's really good to be back home for a couple of days before we head back out.
1: Right on. You, you guys were just in Europe, correct?
7: We were, yeah. We, we were over for seven weeks this spring for a headline tour, which was absolutely bonkers. Went back over for a run of summer festivals, came home, did some dates with Willie Nelson and the Outlaw Festival, and then went back to Germany for a TV appearance and are now home again.
1: And I was following, I think, you guys on Instagram, and there was a little snafu with some of the gear over in Germany, correct?
6: Yeah, it's been crazy um, to see how many people's luggage has been lost. Um, It seems like everybody's experiencing that, especially internationally. But yeah, our guitars got lost, and this was like hours before we were supposed to go on this huge German television show, so we were... We were freaking out, but um, we eventually went back to the airport and we just like stayed at the airport for about four hours till we, we managed to somehow wrangle our guitars.
1: Yeah. I saw you guys even posted, Hey, does anybody have a lap steel or guitar we can borrow if if we need to?
6: Yeah. um, And we had so many people like coming through for us. So that was, that was really sweet to, to kind of feel the community rallying behind us.
1: You still want to miss the show. No, <laughs> paid it paid a lot for those tickets. You, got, you can't have them go to
3: waste. No, that's true. Well, let's get right into this. You have the new singles, Blood Harmony and Bathspell, and Blood Harmony is you know that's going to be the name of the record coming out in November. If y'all could talk about that, like how the record came uh, came about from a twinkle in your eye to where you're you know recording it.
7: Absolutely. Um, this is we have lost track of how many records we've made together as a band, but it's a lot. But since 2017, when we started our our record label, Tricky Boo Records, together and started self-producing our albums, I feel like we have just been on a journey of self-discovery. And every record, we're like a little bit more proud. And I feel like we get a little bit better. We keep troubleshooting. We keep learning. And that has brought us to this newest offering, which is Blood Harmony. And we actually one of the joys of being, you know, an an independent artist signed to your own label is that you get to have control over the timeline. And this is like a really quick turnaround for us. We started writing, Megan, help check me on the dates. We started writing in December and January. And then at the end of January, we started recording. And then in February, we finished it up and got it sent to mixing and mastering. And then less than a year later, we get to have it out to people. We're so excited.
3: Very, very cool. Um, where, Like, where was this uh, record recorded and you doing stuff at home in a studio or?
6: So about half of the record was made in um, Rebecca's basement studio. Um, she and um, husband Tyler Bryant, who's an incredible musician in his own right, have a, have a home studio that is just bonkers at this point. Tyler's been accumulating gear throughout the pandemic lots of vintage mics and vintage amps and just amazing vibes so we we recorded a good bit of the record in the in the home studio and then to kind of get a fresh perspective towards the end we um, went to our our good buddy Roger Allen Nichols studios his Belltone studio and um, that's also in Berry Hill in Nashville it's just a great spot as well
1: Right on. How many how many tracks do you guys have on this record?
7: We have 11 songs and because And we, it comes
1: out on 1111, 11, 11, 11 exactly. songs, 11, 11. Is, is is that an important number?
7: Yeah, it is. And then if you add 11 together, it's 22, so you know what I mean. Just take a oh thing all the way gosh. to the rabbit
1: hole. Oh my god! People are gonna be wearing tinfoil hats and like looking into every single thing in this album now. <laughs> exactly, <laughs>
7: but yeah, eleven eleven is actually. I mean, just like I, I feel like it has. I don't. I don't necessarily subscribe to too much like numerology or anything like that, but I do love eleven eleven, and it is a lucky number. So, hurrah!
1: Well, hopefully, it's a lucky album. So, what what can you tell us about this record and the tracks on it? You know, is it different than your previous, you know, records. I mean, kind of give us a little bit more detail here. Mm
7: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to start with, and I, I really, Meg and I will pass it off between the two of us, but, and for those listening, yes, our voices are very similar. This is Rebecca. And (laughs) I feel that there's always been a bit of a disparity between, you know, our, our energy on the stage and our energy in the studio, I think self-producing albums and, Typically, having performed a lot of the instruments ourselves for our albums in the past, starting with our album, Peach, back in 2017. Um, I've done a lot of drum programming. We've, you know, dabbled in a lot of different textures and elements. And I think we, we decided with this album, we really wanted to drive home some of the live energy that we've been, you know, really cooking up on stage with the amount of toying that we've done over the last you know, three years, particularly pre, pre-pandemic and then since coming back from the pandemic, we've really burned up the highway. And I think that we have such a good chemistry. Um, and so we wanted to have that stand on its own in the studio. And so we were really militant about you know, keeping this album as alive as possible, not overdubbing, not stacking guitars, trying to have things just be really real and simple. And so I think in that way, people will, will get a new side of, of who we are as a band with this album.
3: So are y'all doing a self-production or is there any uh, uh, particular producer you work with or engineer?
6: We're self-produced. So we've been self-produced since about 2017 Um, but we did actually bring in um, Tyler Bryant to co-produce with us as well. And he's just a whiz with um, being able to get some great like drum sounds so he was good he helped us figure out how we were gonna um record live drums because we wanted to to do live drums instead of programming this time around so um so we brought him in to kind of help with that angle and um get a real good live feeling in the in the tracks um but yeah but we've been self-producing for for years now
1: the title Blood Harmony, is that related to the fact that you guys are blood being sisters and you harmonize so well? Or is it real? Or is it, you know, did you go heavy metal on us?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my.
7: Yeah, we we definitely lent on, on it being a phrase, you know, reflecting the family connection. Because I do think that lyrically and thematically this this album as as do many of the songs that we inevitably wind up writing they speak a lot to our sister connection the importance of family and the ways in which I think we find our our place in space and time through the stories of our family and our family lineage and the you know sort of the traditions of storytelling here in the south
3: can you uh, tell us a little bit like about some of the more singles that are to be coming up
7: Yes. So thus far, we have Bad Spell Out, which is a real swaggy rocker. We have the, the title track, Blood Harmony, is out. And very, very soon, we have a couple more singles coming out. Megan, are we allowed to talk about titles? I think we can talk about the next one. Okay. The third single that's going to come out is one of my absolute favorites off the album, which is Georgia Off My Mind. And Tyler and myself, my sweet husband, he, we love writing songs together. It's sort of like our hobby. <laughs> it's our job and our hobby, and our job and our hobby. <laughs> and um, we were sitting around the kitchen table and and started piecing together this song, "Georgia Off My Mind," and it came together in a really really cool way. Where I'm um, excited, gonna release a music video for it here very soon, and I think people will really enjoy the vibe. It's it's got a bit of a of a credence energy to it like you know it's kind of like a coasty it's a good summer jam but it's got some good riffs in there Megan takes a burning slide guitar solo so it's you know got all the things that people want from Larkin Poe.
3: Speaking of Georgia and uh, speaking of the southeast you know one of the goals of this podcast is always is to, to find that relation between uh, you know, blues and southern rock, authentic country, gospel, soul and all that. And you guys can't necessarily be categorized in any certain place, but can you speak on that uh, tradition for the music down there in the southeast and and just you know blues and southern rock and what how you define that or what it means to you?
6: Yeah. You know, we were born in Georgia, raised in Tennessee. So the music of the South is like really important to us. We, you know, grew up listening to a lot of classic rock our dad has really incredible taste in 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 kind of the classics and our mom was always playing a lot of folk music and they also brought us up on like Allison Krause and Union Station and you know we went to music festivals when we were very young and and went to porch pickings so we we definitely came up in like a very roots music oriented household you know we we got involved in bluegrass music in our in our early teens and it's just a great uh devotion to come up into like we 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 love the improvisation and um just the passion of of roots music it's really important to us and you know in the last few years we've really been delving into who might like the allman brothers have listened to mm-hmm. like let's go a step back and and we've been you know Trying to educate ourselves on on the blues, and that has become just a huge passion for us as well. Kind of um, paying it back to the people that really influenced all of the music that comes out from the U.S. and you know, and definitely inspired all of the all of classic rock. Um, so it, yeah, it's definitely for us a, a hugely hugely meaningful. You know, like Sunhouse and Skip James and all of those all of those blues blues men and women. Um really, really inspirational to us.
1: Any any kind of the modern bands or modern ish bands, again, you guys are originally from Atlanta, but you know, a lot of great music that's come out the last couple of decades out of um, Atlanta, Athens. So you've got the REMs, the Black Crows, Driving and Crying, Blackberry Smoke, any of those kind of oh inspirational God. to you? I know I know Charlie and Tyler are friends because both we've had both on the podcast and they've both kind of spoken a little bit about their
7: hey friendship. You know, Charlie's my friend too.
1: No,
2: okay. to be honest, though,
7: I absolutely I would love to be Charlie when I grow up. I mean, that's I don't know if that if God is like still doling out that future for me, but I would take it. I love Blackberry Smoke. I think yeah. they're they're one of my all time favorite bands to see live. We actually just I guess it would have been a couple what of months year? ago now. Yeah, last year we went up and and jammed with them up at a couple of shows, and they're just i mean they're so incredible and i think keeping the the traditions alive of 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 southern rock that really leans heavy into into the blues like i listening to some of the songs and and the phrases that charlie turns he's got that tongue and cheek like classic storytelling mm-hmm. vibe and um it's really it's really cool to to be able to to take ownership in that scene you know as as georgians and you know i can see Brian, back behind you on your wall, listeners can't see this, but we got like a Tom Petty poster back there and a Scannard poster and a Stones poster. And it's like, these are all the bands that we grew up listening to that are drawing on the traditions of, of, of OG American music. Mm -hmm. So to really try and keep that alive as well. And, and, and for our part, you know, part of our mission statement is of course being a female fronted group. To be able to have a female perspective to write songs that say the things that we want to hear in our Southern rock tunes. You know, that's really important. And we feel excited to make a record that really speaks to that.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I'm going to make a statement, and then I'm going to ask you guys a question here, real fast. One, stay in the Blackberry Smoke vein. You know, a couple of big news items out. You know, Britt had the heart attack. So best wishes to him. It sounds like he's off to a speedy recovery. Yes. Uh, so again, best wishes to him. And then they just announced today. A anniversary show or tour this fall for what Brian and I think is just a modern classic record, The Whippoorwill. So exciting times for Blackberry Smoke fans. Amen. Um, So my question is going back to, I think Megan was talking a little about your dad has really good taste in music. Um, You guys did something really cool during like really the hardcore parts of the pandemic where you two, I think it was maybe once a, a week we're releasing these live performances of of rock songs a lot of classic rock songs so my question to you one it it was awesome but how did you choose those songs is that something that you you know you learned from your dad is that stuff you guys just like because it was a great selection
6: a lot of it a lot of those are songs we grew up listening to um and uh, and then also some like new new favorites sometimes you know um, people will suggest songs to us, so we'll go and listen to it and be like, "Yeah, this feels like, like a song we could um we could cover." Um, but I would say the bulk of them are very nostalgic childhood yeah. songs for us, um, and it's been you know it's been just an absolutely great learning tool for us, and also a way to a way to connect with people online. Um, we've learned a lot about ourselves and really our performance chops as well, because just performing sometimes very bombastic, bombastically recorded um, songs to be able to trans transfer those into a setting where it's just the two of us, like that poses a, a unique challenge that has been fun to work out for us and um, has also taught, taught us a lot about these great songs, standalone, it's like no matter how you play them, they stand by themselves and that that is just what makes a song good. Um, is when it can it can live in a world where it's just guitar just a guitar and a voice that's all you need and when we've been writing our own songs we've used that as a metric now since since performing songs so stripped back
1: yeah i know brian has a question brian i'm gonna intervene real fast you guys did bell bottom blues which is one of my favorite songs off one of my favorite (laughs) albums and it was so freaking good i was
7: just (laughs)
1: I've listened to it like a billion times so when you see the youtube or whatever the number is like half of those might be mine
7: thank you jason we appreciate your yeah. addiction that's one of my
6: all-time <laughs> yeah. favorite songs
3: so good before i ask my question i'm gonna like uh, continue on what jason's saying there we really enjoy you know the 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 clips you guys put out of all the you know cover songs that you guys enjoy um but uh obviously with you know you know for both of you and specifically megan with you being married to tyler and, and just having that kind of family connection for both bands
1: Re- rebecca's married to tyler not megan Re- Rebecca, we we're i'm getting sorry in <laughs> trouble. i knew i was in <laughs> at some point
3: oh
2: this guys. is
7: getting so complicated let's write <laughs> let, let's be fleetwood mac and write rumors really fast
3: well when i
1: watch the lark poe christmas special i'm like wait who's married to who or dating who like it's all you know everybody performing so Brian, that's an easy mistake.
3: There you go. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> um so I'm trying to imagine, you know, the, the, the amount of music that's 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 coming out of out of your house is creating. And and I in with Tyler's new single or Tyler and the Shakedown's new single, I seem I think I hear like more of a Larkin Poe influence in that. So is there <laughs> any way you can put into words the, the amount of influence that y'all have on each other?
7: Oh yeah, well, we definitely, both of us have incredibly musical households. Megan's husband is a guitarist as well, because, you know, w- apparently birds of a feather and whatnot, but he's an incredible guitarist, Mike Seal. Folks got to check out Mike's mm-hmm. playing. He he travels. He's been out with John Hyatt and Jerry Douglas and playing with truly the creme de la creme in the Americana world. Um but i i do think that tyler and myself like we do have a big influence on each other musically in the same way that you know my sister and i have a big influence like I, what is the saying you are the sum of your five closest friends or whatever and the people that oh, Lord,
1: think, that's horrible for me I you know, don't think the got it too hard. yeah exactly
7: <laughs> do over mulligan yeah. gun. <laughs> but we we all you know have a, a big shared love of of traditional American music. And so, you know, when Tyler and I first met, we were exchanging Alan Lomax recordings, you know, as part of our pen palmanship. And, and I think that that's a really cool way to build a relationship up and, you know, to have friends like Charlie and to have Mike Seal on the family and to be able to legitimately have like parties where we have pickin' parties and the level of musicianship is off the chain. Like down in our home studio at the end of the night, whenever, you know, the the whiskey comes out and people start jamming until 2 a.m. It's like shit you want to record. It's it's just really, really good music. And it's really exciting to to have something that we all love so dearly be such a huge part of our lives. And Tyler is currently walking past me opening a bag of jerky. Thank you, love.
1: Well, tell him to get ready to be back on next week. So, you know, prepare him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Megan, for you, how did you decide to, to focus on playing like a lap steel guitar that's something something like a kid's probably necessarily drawn to like you know um Rebecca's playing electric guitar but like you're playing lap steel
6: you know I think I think slide guitar in general is one of those things that everybody has heard and everybody feels but may not know exactly sometimes what it is you know like um growing up listening to Jerry Douglas growing up listening to like david linley playing running on empty like that's a lap steel and i think maybe a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't know that that wasn't wasn't an electric guitar that that was a lap steel you know i i love that sound and then when i saw it being played it kind of everything connected and me and frets just don't get along i um i gotta have fretless so um i started out on dobro and then when we were plugging in, getting louder, adding drums, it just made made more sense for me to play lap steel so I could plug in and, you know, it's just been the love of my life, really. It's, it's it, I think it's just such a beautiful instrument, so vocal, it feels like my my voice.
1: No, I, I get that for sure. And then when you guys play live too, the, the style, well, recorded, but when you play live, like the style is really mesh, well, together with what you're doing, with what your sister's doing, too, vocally and both with your instruments. It's great. It's,
6: it's been very interesting to try and figure out how to, to fit all of these pieces together because, you know, we do have our harmonies, they're so important. Mm-hmm. Then also, there's the harmony between Rebecca's voice and in my lap steel my lap steel occupies a very vocal range as well and um it's been the work of of a decade to try and figure out how all of those those parts intertwine and i i think it's a it's a very unique and and, and um challenging yet really fun puzzle to figure out
1: yeah and so my question is going to go back to to some of your vocal harmonization harmonization so I've watched the Lark Poe Christmas and when it came out, I watched it again last year. It, it's fantastic. I hope you guys keep making that available for year after year because my family really enjoys it. Um, but I just realized how well through that you two vocalize, your vocal harmonies go together. When did you guys figure out, at what point did you figure out you could do these harmonies? So really only some, only in the way that I think family can do.
7: Oh, well, thank you. Uh, that can all be laid at the feet of our mother because our dad you know was spinning all the classic rock and 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 mom was was really showing up and just sitting around the piano and you know showing us how to sing harmonies and it was really it was never with the intent to like I don't know I don't I think our parents were both shocked we wound up being professional musicians bless their hearts but um (laughs) but I think the you know, the joy of, of singing together, it's like singing k- Christmas carols, singing hymns, you know, when we were small, that was a really great way to, to bond each other, you know, because there's three of us girls and we have a little baby brother, um, but the three of us girls would sing a lot together and we would sing a lot in the church. So it's just something that we've always done. And I think the more, the the more that we have exercised that muscle of harmonizing together, it's, it's effortless at this point. And I do think that there is something to be said for the closeness of family harmonies. I mean, just by nature of the fact that we say so many of our words the same way. And Megan is a brilliant harmony singer because I'll like throw her curveballs and improvise and like shift around and do crazy stuff. And she's like, She's like a bullseye bullet, like right in the middle. She's like unwavering around all my, my like slinkiness, you know? And so it's really, it's really cool. It's one of my favorite things to do with my sister for sure.
1: I mean, it's just so gorgeous the way you guys harmonize it. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's anybody better out there right now, harmonizing that
3: way, you know, like that.
7: That is very kind. Thank you.
3: So what, what does the, you know, touring look like for you guys here coming up and then into the fall and when the new record comes out?
6: Oh, we have we have so much on the books right um, right now. We're next slated to go um, play a bunch of festivals. We're going to be on the Melissa Etheridge um, right on festival. We're out also with Willie Nelson on the Outlaw mm-hmm. festival circuit. Um, that's throughout the fall, and interspersed are some of our own shows, um, summer concert series, festivals. Um, we're doing the Dave Matthews Festival um and you know we're always booking more shows we've got a we've got tours that are kind of coming together and they're about to be announced so people got to keep their eye out because we we will be coming through your area no doubt
1: <laughs> yeah we'll last last that. fall you came through uh cincinnati bogarts which i went i went to see because uh cold stairs were nice enough to throw some tickets out we become friends you guys were amazing that was the first time i got to see you guys play live and you may remember this i think um, Rebecca, it was your anniversary. Tyler came out and played the closing. Yeah.
2: Whistle.
1: And you're asking about anniversaries in the crowd, and my wife and I were the one that screamed out "20 years." That was like oh right at our 20 year anniversary. Way. If you remember
7: that, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, that makes me so happy. Yeah, I distinctly remember that. Oh, I'm so glad you guys came out. We'll have to make sure that you guys come out again in future. It'd be great to actually like hang out in the flesh.
1: Yeah, and I know you came to the Newport. We actually live in Columbus, Ohio, so okay. we, we, but we went to the Cincinnati show because we also wanted to see again our buddy the Cold Stairs. So it's really cool.
7: Very cool. Yes, and we will, as Megan says, around the release of the record, just really be hitting the streets and taking it to the people. And we're very excited. We're we're always um, doing our best to level up. <laughs> we're always. Uh, ready for the next new thing and so I think whenever we announce some more headline dates for winter and spring of next year. Um, we're going to be bringing out some new, some new tricks for the people some new songs and we cannot wait for folks to hear this whole album. Blood harmony and to be able to carry these songs out on the road we're going to have some big party moments and yeah we're, we're very much anticipating the new album being out there for everybody.
3: Right on, right on. So y'all have time for a lightning round or should we wrap this up? Yeah, we got time. Let's do it. Jason, is okay. it that time of the show?
1: It is that time, Megan, Rebecca. So don't think too hard about these questions. These are, these are pretty dumb. Just be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to start with Megan. I'm going to give you your own que- your question. What song that has slide or lap steel guitar on it that probably shouldn't have lap steel or slide guitar on it? on the spot right away
6: dude i i actually can't i think that um slide is always good so i i honestly i i with not heard a song and like
1: what is that on this song
6: (laughs) i think it always works personally now hmm i'm trying to think if i could think of even one well, you Didn't do, know, I, it I say even when it's even when it's played like out of tune I still like it I like that
1: you just love slide so much that I just it really just really not matter
6: I can't betray slide like that
1: that is so <laughs> ambassador nice. that of slide. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ambassador of slide all slide <laughs> guitars welcome at all times <laughs> well so true you've not heard me play slide guitar yet you might change your opinion so you know <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh my God, Megan! I know, I know. the uh, The song that shouldn't have slide guitar on it is Larkin Poe's version on their Kindred Spirits album of "Fly Away," in which I play slide.
6: <laughs> oh, oh come sure on! Like I would say that, I, I <laughs> wouldn't believe that for a second.
1: Oh my gosh! All right, we'll we'll move away so we don't get the, the ambassador of slide in trouble on this one. Rebecca, we'll go over to you. What is all your right. favorite guitar solo of all time?
7: Favorite guitar solo of all time. The first one that comes to my mind is actually Brian May's guitar solo on um, love of my life, where it almost oh. sounds like he's got his guitar EQ'd and like his whole setup. I can't I forget what does he call his guitar? Does anybody remember?
1: Oh it's
7: no, it's like some he's it's made some it
1: himself song. though, I remember.
7: Yeah, and it's it sounds like a cello. So that's the one that's coming to my mind right now. That's not like my that's not necessarily like something that I like—I actually have ever learned to play, but it's so beautiful. Go listen to that song and weep.
1: That's a deep cut. I love it. I'm going to have to go back and, and re-listen to that. It's been a long time since I've heard that song.
7: Very singable. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. This question goes out to both of you. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream?
7: Definitely chocolate cookie dough.
1: Ooh.
6: Mm. Um, I would say probably... Plain old vanilla. Oh,
1: We classic. get a lot of that, Megan. We get a lot of the vanilla. And you can't go wrong with the classics. Classic. All right. Next question. How do you guys take your coffee?
7: Oh, we both take our coffee black.
1: Oh, that's how it's intended. I'm drinking leftover <laughs> black coffee out of my nice Gibson mug right now, <laughs> just in celebration of that answer.
7: It is. like I think, Megan, you've been kind of tapering off the coffee here lately, but- There's nothing wrong with a good, like an Americano situation, but also like in the afternoon, if you want to dress it up and have a latte, like we don't do a lot of dairy. So we should specify that if we're talking about ice cream, we're talking about vegan ice cream, annoyingly.
6: Um, But one of my my favorite things to do in other countries is like go on an espresso tour because like especially in Europe, they have such amazing espresso that that's one fun thing to like compare different cities
1: Oh, for sure. Like my wife, her dad's from the Netherlands, her mom's from Germany. So we've been over oh, there. Like yeah. the thing about y'all, the thing about Europe is there's always good cheese, beer and coffee, no matter where Amen. you're at. It's so true. <laughs> it just kind of, you come back here sometimes and you drink a domestic beer or sometimes a coffee. You're like, ah, oh, man.
6: Oh, man, bread. There's such oh, good bread over there too.
1: For sure. And it's a, it's a good kind of bread. It doesn't make you like fat. Like there's no carbs <laughs> in it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> in fact the minute
7: you ingest the bread it does it's it does god's work and it starts eating up calories in your belly where basically it's like anti it's anti-calories
1: for sure because you know you look over in europe and you're like people are eating bread and cheese all the time they're not usually that heavy <laughs> set <laughs> well all right uh question for both of you as well what are the last three artists you guys have listened to
7: Ooh, um actually it's all been on vinyl for me I listened to T-Model Ford. I listened God. to Chris Whitley, and I listened to Sun House. I have all three of those vinyl records pulled up here at the
1: machine in our kitchen. Nice. Megan, how about you?
6: I listened to um, Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. That, um, nice. The new fan. one? Yeah. Um, not the new one, although the new one is great. I was listening to Raising Sand and I was oh. listening to David Rawlings.
1: Okay. Yep.
6: And what was the last? Let's see. Um, and you
1: could cheat and look at your phone too if you've streamed. It's open book quiz.
6: Okay. I'm looking then. <laughs> Andy Day says. <laughs> <laughs> um and and um actually band of skulls nice band of
1: skulls i am not familiar with band of skulls oh. but it sounds pretty awesome
6: they're so
7: good So good
1: like what, what kind of music are they doing
7: they are they're incredibly riffy poppy
1: okay.
7: heavy really abstract lyrics you gotta check them out you're gonna you're gonna i think that you're gonna love them for everybody who's listening who has not heard band of skulls go listen to band of skulls you
1: band of skulls okay that. I'm typing it in right now, Band <laughs> of Skulls. There we go, Band of Skulls. So
7: one of their greatest songs, I think, is Death by Diamonds and Pearls, which is awesome.
1: And they have a new song that came out in March called Turpentine Soiree. That is a yes, hell of a indeed. name. Wow. <laughs> yes, all right, I'm in. I've got them on my phone. I'm gonna check Boom. them out after this interview. So um, what is a guilty pleasure song or artist for both of you?
7: I don't know if I subscribe to the belief of a guilty pleasure.
1: I don't know. Do Maybe do say that. that? Well, well, I'll tell you what. Let me rephrase that. What is a song mm-hmm. or artist that we'd be surprised to hear you like?
7: Okay. Um, I mean, Britney Spears is one. We love us some Spears. Like ninety early, like late nineties, early two thousands pop. Oh my gosh! There's so much good stuff.
6: I I love a pop diva. I have to say, I'm I'm down with it. Like I love um, I love Miley Cyrus and I love Ariana Grande. They they both have some really really killer songs.
7: And I I really enjoy like okay, here's a bit of a guilty pleasure. I I might chalk this as guilty pleasure. What is that? Um, it's Alpha Omega that track by Machine Gun Kelly. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear
1: I was uh, just at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on Friday and they had a Machine Kelly exhibit I believe Cleveland's giving a Machine Kelly day really? yeah I'm, <laughs> <don't>, my, my <laughs> response That's, exactly that, that, that my was team. my
2: response
1: I was like really? <laughs> I'm, I'm like by the Jimi Hendrix and Tom Petty stuff and then there's a Machine Gun Kelly display I'm like huh alright well one All of right. these things is not like the other
7: Takes all, takes, we're going to put that under the header of takes all types.
1: Now, what I will, the compliment I will give Machine Gun Kelly is playing Tommy Lee in that Dirt movie on Netflix with um, Motley Crue. He's actually did a really good job, I thought.
7: Yeah, that's fair. And also, I mean, however you feel about, about, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. I always applaud musicians that bring guitars on stage, particularly those in more of a pop like sphere to be able to show people that that's possible. I, I always celebrate people. Like I remember seeing something on one of the late nights, like CMT or MTV or something here recently. And um, kiddo, oh Lord, uh, what is his name y'all? Hold on.
1: There's a guy who has all these face tattoos who's bringing out like guitars and playing like rock songs like Nirvana and stuff. I can't remember his name.
7: Yes, I He's think we're thinking of the time. same thing. Hold on, sir.
1: <laughs> if if my seventeen year old daughter was here, I'd yell at her. She would know for certain.
7: I know. I'm, well, I'm actually kind of amazed that I that I've forgotten his name.
1: It's not the weekend. It's something like that, though, isn't it? I
7: believe so.
1: Oh my god! I. Hold on, go to the Google machine, tattoo on face. (laughs) Yeah,
7: Post Malone, oh my God, we got it. Post
1: Malone, there you go. We
7: are truly getting old, y'all. We're getting old, it's happening right now.
1: (laughs) Just we're getting detached from what like the mainstream pop (laughs) stuff is. Like, you know, what my daughter listens to now, I was like, wow. But I will say, I'm very proud of her. She asked me last year to make her um, a playlist of stuff I liked when I was growing up, like 70s, 80s, 90s rock. So I'm like, hey, you know, I must be doing something all right how old is she 17 17 senior in high school yep that is awesome and i'm gonna give you my whole family story we just moved my son back into ohio state today for a second term so you know like congratulations yeah it's 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 kind of nice because the house gets quiet
6: (laughs) (laughs) our parents are in that stage because they have a younger brother who's um he's 19 now he's so he's in that stage as well oh yeah I think it's, I think it's, it's hard for them, you know, after four, suddenly it's a very quiet house. Our sweet you little see, bro. <laughs> All
1: right. We're getting close to time. I'm going to be very quick. Two last questions for you both. Where is a place, where's a venue that you want to play that you haven't played yet?
7: We're both going to say the exact hey, same. Red Rocks. Red Rocks. Oh
1: mm-hmm. man. What a venue. That would be great. I'm sure that's clearly in your future trajectory.
7: We'll manifest it. Thank you.
1: You will manifest it, and if you <laughs> could play with one artist or band, living or dead, for one night, who you choose them?
7: Uh, I mean, just because I would be able to play every song on the set list, I would say Tom Petty. There I would like got. be able to get up there and sing all the BGVs, like boom.
6: You know who I'm gonna say? Just despite you, Chris Whitley, to make you really jealous.
7: You know what? No, you're not allowed. Chris Whitley is like my number one idol of all time. That's good. I like that, sis. Twisting yeah.
1: that. Wow. We're going we're gonna to end this interview with a little sibling rivalry. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys both so much for being on. Um, we're really looking forward to the album coming out, Blood Harmony, on 1111. And no, it is not a death metal record. That would be <laughs> cool. I'm sure you guys could do it, but it is not. Uh, two tracks are out right now, Blood Harmony and Bad Spell. Where do we go to find out more about Larkin Poe? Buy your merch. See you on tour. Listen to your stuff.
7: At Larkin Poe everywhere and Larkinpoe.com. Check it out.
1: And on the social medias, I'm sure your Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you doing the TikTok thing?
7: We, begrudgingly, yes.
1: Yeah, I think everybody <laughs> begrudgingly does it. I think it's just like, you know. <laughs> <got> to
3: do. <laughs> oh, Thanks so much for being on. Brian, over to you. Well, thank you so much. To you both for being on as Megan and Rebecca from Lark and Poe. Thank you so much. It means a lot to us that you took some time to talk to us and and be on the podcast. So thank you so much, and uh, we'd love to have you on again sometime.
7: Well, thank you. We would love to come back. It's been so much fun chatting with
3: y'all. Thank you to Rebecca and uh, Megan from uh, Lark and Poe for joining now, now which, us. Hey,
1: Brian, which one's yeah.
3: married to Tyler Bryant? Rebecca.
1: <laughs> there we go.
4: We got it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, as we expected, very charming, uh, and uh, just, uh, we, co- we always say this every week, you know, everyone, so nice, so. Um. Uh,
1: they were, you know what, they were, as, they were as nice as they come off to on doing all their, their shows and their videos, and, you know, and that harmonious thing, sister to sister, was very evident as well. It was, it was a fun conversation, I wish we had more time with them, Ryan, but next time we'll, we'll jump into more stupid, ridiculous questions.
3: Well, see, what I want to be able to do is see one of these late night jams that they were talking about.
1: Oh, yeah, at the house. I mean, the whole family is musical. You heard even Megan's husband's an artist. And if you watch that Lark Poe Christmas, you know, guys from Tyler uh, Bryan's band have musical spouses and, you know, Megan's husband's musical. And, you know, Mm -hmm. of course, Rebecca and Ty, like, it it was ridiculous. And just, I mean, what it would probably remind me of Brian is the old GM sessions that Levon helm had there you go. at his place in Woodstock, the Sunday night jams that they, you know, all people would just show up and they'd play
3: right on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just, uh, I loved how they talked about, you know, just like, like we talk about like the connection between, you know, blues and Southern rock and just the Southern tradition of music.
1: Oh, for sure. And, and yeah, kind of where that regional or, uh, music is meant to them and even some of them, them, you know, the mainstays that they're doing. Hey, I like that Megan spoke a little bit about, hey, listen to more of the Almond Brothers band and stuff because they could certainly do that type of rock blues music. You've got, you know, slide guitar and you got lead guitar and certainly they pull off the vocals. So I just be interesting to see how their career keeps evolving. I'm definitely, um, definitely really intrigued to hear this new record.
3: Well, I know, I know I've seen their name on some blues festivals here and there. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: again, they're one of those bands where they can fit in the rock. They can fit in the blues. They can fit in the country. They can fit in bluegrass. Uh, You know, it's just like a lot of the artists that we we have on. Hey, this is a blues and southern rock podcast. But really, they're more than that. And they fit into a lot of different dimensions.
3: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm going to find see them, find out where they're playing, you know, near me around here somewhere and see them you know, along with Tyler and the Shakedown as well, which will be uh, a week after, after and Poe episode, we'll have Tyler, Tyler Bright, and hopefully someone else from the Shakedown.
1: Uh, For sure. That'll, that'll be a good conversation. I'll have to apologize to Tyler and really, really, really get to, uh, nobody heard what we were talking about after we recorded. So I I get an opportunity to, you know, (laughs) to to find
3: out the the real story. All right, man. Until then, always remember, Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
2: God gave Mama a singing voice. Mama passed it down to me.